You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and society with Aki Anastasio. Anastasio. Hello, Aki. Hello, UCBS. How are you, my dear friend? I'm perplexed. Why are you so perplexed? By the lead story in EWN. Not by them choosing the story, but by the content. I mean, un- am I being unkind, Aki? Under what bloody rock has the president of your country been living to write an entire newsletter in the middle of 2020 saying, I'm shocked by the spate of femicide. The war on bodies of women and girls have been hanging on while he's been president, while he's been deputy, while the ANC has been in government, rape culture rape itself, have been a problem in this country forever and a day. Why is he shocked? He seems to be shocked by things that are part of the banal reality instead of actually showing leadership. But maybe it's just me. Yeah, no, no, it's not just you. It's, uh, it's, it's incredibly disappointing, to be honest, that uh, we keep having the same conversation and there's no decisive action that is being taken in this country. Yeah, there's and, that, um, but, but there's also this thing of... Of performing, that you being, sh- being shocked as a kind of political leadership. You know what I mean? I, I can, yeah, for- no, no, I can forgive him that that is difficult, maybe, to get a handle on it. I'm not sure where it is. But this idea that you must get political brownie points and that you hope that EWN, News 24, SAFM, whoever else, ENCA, will, will run with a lead story. The president of the country expresses shock and dismay. Like, being shocked is not a thing. No, completely. Completely, um, especially when it's something that is in our faces every single Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next thing is going to be shocked by inequality. Then he's going to be shocked by poverty. Then he's going to be shocked by the pit routines. You know what I mean? Instead of yeah, actually no, no, no. getting on with the business of government. Yeah. Politicians, anyway, no? one thing that does not shock me is the excellence of Aki. And he oh. always has a couple of fascinating techno to stories. Which one of the three shall we start with? Well, I tell you what. Let's start off with with uh, Sony and, uh, and and the PS5, which is the stands because for you're PlayStation children. Five. Yes. Well, no, no. <laughs> this is uh, this is for adults like myself. You know, middle aged men that uh, I was playing on my PS4 over the weekend, and um, I was playing all sorts of games because it's just such a great entertainment medium, and I love the fact that it's an escape for me, and I love the fact that uh, you know the games are engaging, and I love the pro. I know I've been a PlayStation fan since the PlayStation One, hmm. um, and I remember playing it with my daughter when she was a young young girl. So. Uh, when she was still a baby, in fact. So, you know, I've grown up with all of these different consoles and mm. to where we are today. So it's been an incredible to see the evolution of this. And this new device that Sony has launched, they're calling it the future of gaming. But it's really more than just gaming. It's it's an entertainment console that sits in your home that is at the center point of uh, where how you watch Netflix, for example, um, how you interact with others. It's really got – it's a very, very powerful entertainment box. So it's more than just gaming. And the new one is a huge jump on the PS4, which is, by the way, uh, just over five years old or around about then. So they, this is long overdue. And I'll tell you, the new design of the PS5 is just gorgeous. It's uh, got, it's, it's, it's got a black and white design and it's, it stands up vertically and, um, it's got, a whole host of accessories, and the accessories are pretty exciting. They've got 
Uh, firstly, the DualSense charging station, which you can charge your devices, which is, uh, you know, as standard as you would expect. But it's got a, a wireless headset that will come with 3D audio support, which is really cool. When you're playing games, uh, you really get a very immersive experience. Um, it's got a camera so that you can broadcast yourself while you're playing games. And while you're playing with other competitors, you can see stuff uh, okay. happening and and it's also got a special remote for navigating through the the menu if you want to play movies and that sort of thing. So it's a very very powerful tool. And oh, wow. I, I want to play you a piece from Eric Lempel, who's PlayStation's head of global marketing and consumer experience, mm. on how he describes the new PS5, which was launched last week. Cool. When you really see this thing in person, there's a lot of nice surprising features. It's just something to look at. It, it's gorgeous. It's it's just a marvel. And um, I think people are going to love having this in their home. It's something they're going to want to show off. So it's a, it's a really unique design, a departure from anything we've done before, but something really special. And, and really, you know, the overarching theme here is that this is, this is the piece of hardware that really represents the expansive worlds that you're going to jump into when you use PlayStation 5. There you go. The expansive world. The other thing, this is me trying to sound clever. I know nothing about gaming. The other thing <laughs> that your prep has said is that um, that apparently, although this is being reported as the new PS5, there are actually two systems. Yes. Yes, there are two systems. And the reason for that is that the one is purely digital and the other one will have a, a Blu-ray drive, a 4K Blu-ray drive. Um, and the reason for that is that, um, you know, the generation has moved on. You know, they, they there's no need for using, uh, you know, Blu-ray discs um, in the same way that uh, Eusebius doesn't use DVDs anymore. Well, I hope you don't. Or CDs. <laughs> Mind you, What's when I CD was at your that? home a few weeks ago, I did notice some of them on your bookshelf. So I do, yeah, watch? but I don't. I don't use them. They're just there to uh, to confuse the kids. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So, so yeah. So, so this this is just purely for those people who just want digital, who don't keep any of those discs. The good news is, if you've got a whole host of PS4 games, they will be compatible with the new one. Well, most of them, they say, will be. Um, and we're looking at this uh, Xbox. No, this Xbox, the uh, PS5. Xbox is also, by the way, uh, go, is their competitor. They will have um, you know new additions coming as well. But the PS5. Is is due to be released um, around December time. They're talking about this festive season. So I'm For not sure much? when it will come. Eh? How much will this thing cost? That's the question. We don't know. They mm. haven't announced the pricing. But um, I would say around about 500 US dollars. Uh, it'll probably come in here around about that price point in South Africa. You know, I, I hope it's going to come in at around eight, 9,000 Rand. But, okay. you know, it's premium and it's going to be high in demand. So look out for those bundles. And I think that's the way to go with this. Hmm. Next, shall we talk about something unsafe? 5G? <laughs> Stop it. Don't you start. <laughs> Yeah, listen, the conspiracy theorists have been hard at work during COVID-19 um, with the conspiracy theories. There's no proof whatsoever. There's no scientific proof whatsoever that 5G is dangerous to you. In fact, 5G is the future. And all the networks, I know Rain has rolled out its commercial 5G network. Um, Vodacom uh, switched on their first 5G mobile network in, in three cities. They're doing it in Johannesburg, Pretoria and Cape Town. And the government granted them a temporary spectrum, which I suspect will hopefully become permanent. Um, so they've got a few sites. And, you know, don't get 
too excited and think that the whole of Gauteng and Cape Town and and um, and uh, Pretoria are covered because they're not. Um, there's certain areas, but you know, it's it's like 4G in the beginning. It was limited to certain areas, but it's going to expand rap- rapidly. So Vodacom, which is the the, the network I've been testing with um, the 5G, and <laughs> it is so fast, Eusebius. It is. So fast, it will blow you away. If you look at your fiber speeds that you have at the moment and mm-hmm. you compare them, it's really comparable to that. And it's, you know, it's at least 10 times That's faster what than I, what you I was going to ask you. Is that really yeah. the case? No, no, no. 10 oh, times wow. faster at least than what you have on your phone. You literally will be able to download a movie in seconds, uh, wow. you know, a season of, a season of, of, of a, of a series in just seconds as you're about to board a flight. That's what the future of 5G is about. Uh, the download speed, the latency, the latency we talk about is how fast the signal takes to bounce back from, you know, where the tower it's talking to and come back to you. So it's really fast. And, you know, we, we talk about this on, on a mobile device, but of course the applications in a business world are even, you know, bigger because we're talking about self-driving cars. We're talking about it being used in, 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 in businesses and in factories where you have to have the immediacy of the technology. And that's ultimately where 5G is going to be very beneficial. But, you know, the handsets are all coming out now and I've been playing with the LG V50 5G phone. And that's the one I got all these incredible speeds in. And, you know, I've, you know, you, you you hear of LG and you think, well, it's not a mainstream popular phone like we're all used to, the iPhones and the Samsungs and the Huawei's of the world. But I've been a fan of LG devices for years. I mean, they really make incredibly well-built, beautiful phones. And uh, the LG V50 is is no exception to that. Um, it's it's very thin. It's got the 5G, as I said. And, and I downloaded a, a, a 4K movie uh, over the weekend, and it came down in literally under three minutes. That's how fast the speeds were on this. So, just some uh, so, idiotic question. So, with five G, how do I? Am I automatically on it? How does it work? Well, it it, it it it's got all the different bands in. So, this phone that I've got here, yeah. um, the, the LG V50, has got five G. But if there's no five G in the area, it defaults to the other network that it picks up, which is you know LTE at the moment or four G. Uh, so, so it's just an additional uh, you know band that you don't even know on your phone unless you're in a five G area. You'll recognize the speeds, but. You know, it's just like a regular phone, but it's got the capabilities of connecting to a 5G so, network. Okay, well. So I don't need to do anything to my phone. If my phone is enabled and I'm in the whatever the zone, it will automatically yes. have the functionality. As long as, your five, as long as your phone is 5G capable, not yeah. all phones today are. And what services do not come with it? What about things like sending SMSs or other kind of things? What, is there anything not covered with it? No, no, it's it's a normal service. No, 5G okay. is just the connection and the, the, the speed of connection. The, 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 it's got nothing to do with the other services. You'll get all the normal services. It's just, a, it's just a faster data network. You must be delighted. That also means that you're less likely now to get fr- frustrated while waiting for the buffering before the money shot. <laughs> Stop it. You know, you really are something else. But, um, but UB, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting, you know, because I think, um, in the next 18 months, we are going to see yeah, that, uh, it is, it's you know, amazing. Yeah. 5G is going to be rolled out very aggressively by the networks. I know that MTN, for example, are going to be launching a commercial, um, entity of that very shortly. So it's, it's where the future is. Mm. The challenge that, the challenge that the networks have is the government needs to speed up the process of allocating their spectrum 
to be able to be used for services like 5G because what we're talking about with Vodacom now, it's a temporary one up until November. So um, hopefully uh, by then they will have ironed out all the legalities and all the uh, restrictions that they need to go through with the CASA to make it permanent and the networks can access the spectrum that they need because ultimately it will make our lives a lot easier. Absolutely. I think, have we got yeah. a question? Someone is wanting to ask a question. We'll just yes. push that one through um, from Aki. And then um, we, I think someone is asking about coverage of fiber in townships. I'm not quite oh, sure yes. what the question is. Let's see whether I can pull it up here very quickly for you. And um, and then just... Look, it's a great question. Yeah, the question uh, is basically when are you getting fiber capability in townships? So... I know that uh, that Vuma, for example, Vumatel are um, are expanding across in many, uh, very many, many townships, and the government has also got uh, their their rollouts that's happening at the moment. Um, you might not see them digging traditionally, like you think that fiber goes into the ground, but they're using overhead cables, and they're following the traditional pylons that you would have that would transport electricity uh, and the likes. Not those big electricity pylons, but the the poles that you have along the streets. I mean, the the, the light poles, for example, that uh, the the street lights, uh, those are being used in many circumstances to get the, uh, you know, the uh, fiber networks spread out across. And you will have noticed on some of those um, street lights, there is a, a gadget that sits on top of that street light that is actually the, the fiber that's, you know, repeating itself across. So, uh, yes, I think that they are not moving fast enough, to be honest. And I think that we need to really. Um, understand the benefits that this is going to bring to the entire economy. Mm. As we've seen now during the shutdown and how many people are working remotely, we need to bring the connectivity costs down and we need to bridge that digital divide that exists uh, in a very, very fast pace. Otherwise, as a country, we are going to be left behind. Thanks, Aki. Have a beautiful well, week. Listen, listen, I'm not done yet, my friend. I'm not done just yet. No, I just wanted to say, I know this is our last show, but I'm sure that our paths are going to cross somewhere along the line. But um, I just wanted to thank you, Eusebius, uh, your your friendship, your insights, the the way that you have tackled so many emotive and uncomfortable issues on air. Um, I mean, you've you've really been one of those people uh, that you've encouraged people to look at themselves in the mirror, as uncomfortable as that might be, and to challenge themselves, ourselves on a broad range of issues that you raise on your show. And I think that, you know, the vulnerabilities and that you bring and, and helping us acknowledge our own vulnerabilities and insecurities is the only way we will make progress in this country. And, and for this, I think that you have done such an incredible job on this platform. And I can honestly say that myself and I speak on many, on behalf of many South Africans and listeners, that we are better South Africans for that. And uh, it's not acknowledging that, you know, it's all over because, boy, oh, boy, we've got a huge road ahead of us. But um, I want to thank you for that. Thank you for your friendship and for being such an incredible broadcaster. And I'm looking forward to working with Clement Magnatello, who's going to bring his own personality to the show, unpacking and basically dissecting the news that he does so well in his current role. So it's going to be great working with him. But Wishing you well wherever you go. It's not a goodbye, as I said earlier, but um, I'm sure our paths are going to cross again. And can I can I tell people? Is it still embargoed? <laughs> Where, is it is it is there is there any truth in the rumor that hey, you're going well, to be joining Radio Orania? 
uh, I shall reveal in good time. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you've become such a good friend of mine uh, over the years that um, part of the reason why I was seamlessly segueing out of that into family matters with Hayden standing by is because I speak to you all the time. So you're more than just a colleague, you're a friend. And I know we're going to be chatting this afternoon, the whole week, as we do every single week. Um, but just on the professional front, thank you, Aki. You are an excellent technology journalist. I have particularly enjoyed our shows in the last couple of months. Some of the work you've done in terms of authoritarian creep and what the implications are for the way in which we conceptualize of society going forward, I think have been some of the best um, technology journalism that I, that I've heard in this country. And um, in my mind, you're not a traffic reporter and that alone is an important job. You're not just the person who's responsible for chias at our public events at Prime Media. You are incredibly versatile and I have loved both your energy on air, our rapport and the quality technology journalism that you are responsible for. And that's quite apart from also your excellence, which I know corporate clients enjoy as a brilliant and one of the best MCs in the country as well. So thank you also. We'll chat again. Thank you. Thank you, Yubi. Have a good one. And uh, yeah, good luck in your whatever you uh, whatever you tackle in the future. Take care, my friend.